Thank you for downloading this Brum Radio podcast. Other podcasts are available through our website, brumradio.com. Hello, and welcome to the Geeky Brummy podcast. Yeah. I, I, Is that your Minnie Mouse impression? Mickey Mouse. Last week, we okay. told, last week we told him to go higher, so now that's the only thing he seems to be able to do. Well, I don't have a very great vocal range, guy. It's deep or deeper. Well... Let's get George to try this week. I must admit, doing voices has never been my strong point. I'm going to leave it to Ryan. Ryan's so beautiful. Hello, and welcome to the Geeky Brummy Podcast. See, that sounds too professional. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) That's too pro for us. I'm sorry that I am just showing up, doing the work. Stupid voice. Come on, Geeky. Give us a a Satsuma reference. Mr. Tim's going to introduce the Geeky Brummy Podcast this week. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I've just put down my satsumas to welcome you all to this geeky barami podcast. Hello, everybody. Since when does podcast I'm have a little bit dead <laughs> Hello, guy. Just bloody speak for <laughs> sake. Say hello, George. Hello. Hello, Keith. Hello, Phil. Hi, Dave. Hello. Hi, Ryan. Thank you. Well, you are what's here. It? Yeah. What's that guy? You were staring rather longingly at Ryan there for a long time. Oh, he's, 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 a, gr- he's jealous of the lustrous beard that I have developed. It, it's you've got, looking you've got, very you've got, soft. You've got sausage roll in your beard. <laughs> <laughs> is that what it was? Were you, are you a little bit hungry? And is that what it was? Do, do, I get, do I eat it? Do I go for it? It's like the, the little um, bird that like scavenges food out of the maws of other bigger animals. He's like a, you know... I'm, I'm sure Darwin wrote about it. It's a it. symbiotic relationship. Parasitic, more likely. Yeah. <laughs> How are we all this week? Glad to be back. Yeah, it's full house. Yeah, family's back together. Yeah. It's quite quiet with me going Keith last week, wasn't it? What are you trying to say? We're not good enough. I was just saying it was a little bit more All quiet. I'm saying is, is like, we've got the full Avengers back together this week, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. like, no We're one, not doing no Captain one, America. No one wants to see like an Ant-Man and like Hawkeye team up, do they? Yes. <laughs> oh, Dave. Now here comes the whole thing. Which one of the Avengers are we? Four, clearly, after her. <laughs> Hulk. You live on rage. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm going, no, you're Hulk. Guys, mash. I'm sexy. <laughs> no, you're Thor. You, you're the I'm Thor. Thanks, Fran. Cheers. You, Cheers you're man. Thor, Hulk. You're Ragnarok. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> you're the Hulk, Thor and Hulk distilled into one movie. I don't know what that means yet until October. You've seen the trailer. Yeah, it didn't tell me about the film. They're both it? in the bloody trailer. <sighs> Yeah, you can't be Thor, because Thor's far too cheery. Could you imagine Guy ever going, It's okay! We're friends from work! He'd be like, uh, I'm not talking to him, bye. Thanks, Hulk. See <laughs> yeah. ya. I'm not talking to Actually, you. Actually, you're more Loki. You're really capricious. Like, I don't want to speak well, to him anymore. He's basically just a nasty <laughs> Yeah. Okay. That, yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'll take that. Phil, who would you be? Scarlet Witch. Mm, about Scarlet <laughs> well, well, yeah. I, I was going to say, or, or maybe, I don't know, Black Widow, she's a ginger. One of one of them. I don't know. <laughs> I was thinking more vision. No, oh. vision is like crap. But he's got a good line in like button down Oxford shirts mm-hmm. and yeah. V neck sweaters. Yeah. You know, he vision is the best dressed Avenger. He can cook. He's a stylish you know man. Yeah, I'm going to be Viz. He's the Instagrammer of the Avengers. <gasps> yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. That That's sounds me. about right. So you're going to start doing cons now, Phil? Um, you know what? I love a bit of face paint, but I'm not shaving my head. <laughs> Get a ball cap. <laughs> George, who would you be? I don't know, it's a tricky one. I've thought about Nick that. Nick Fury. I mean, obviously. Now, surely Ryan's Nick Fury, since he's the one who's in charge, organising us all. I don't know. I'm more direct to Coulson. So I was about you to say. Are, I... You are Phil Coulson. Uh, you are. So I, was about yes. to, yeah, I was about to say that Dave might be Coulson, with the kind of the, the excited fanboyingness. With the, he's the only one who would watch the Hawkeye movie. I, I don't know. I like Hawkeye. Yeah. Jeremy Renner's the a very Hawkeye good actor. 
team up. Hawkeye, Hawkeye and Ant-Man is a great comic. Dave, who would you pick if you had a choice? Mm. I'm probably going to go for Hawkeye. Fun side fact, when I used to play uh, American football, one of my nicknames was War Machine. Keith. Keith scrolling through all the Avengers on his phone. No, making sure even who's list? I- I'm going to take Ant-Man. Or Giant-Man, depending. Can I do yes, Uncanny um, Avengers? Then I can actually still be Rogue. Because yeah. she's an yeah, Avenger at the moment. Yes, one of the many Avengers comics. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right, so where have we all been? Apart from me, Keith and God. Tell us your stories. Bring back information of where you've been, what you've been up to. We got to experience one of the weirdest art installations I've ever seen. But yes. weird in a brilliant way. We were at Yorkshire Sculpture Park for a cosplay shoot uh, a couple of weeks ago. And there's uh, a piece there called Seizure, when essentially an artist filled a bedsit with uh, copper, copper sulfate. Drained it all out and it makes these crazy blue crystals all over the walls. It was like being in some kind of weird alien cave. It yeah, was brilliant. So it was like living inside Mystique's underwear. <laughs> yeah, that's probably what it's like in there. That's, a, that's niche. <laughs> it was very, very blue. Yeah, it, extraordinarily blue. Say, it was cool though. Yeah, it was. The bath was a weird touch, but was it actually like bath all crystallized? Was it? Mm-hmm. Um, no, well, like only, about, only about only about half of it was covered in crystals. The rest of it was just usual crappy white. Plastic and enamel. Weird. <laughs> That's the best description of a bath I've ever heard. It was a weird experience. Oh, it, basically. It, it was a, it was, it, the original place was a, like a Peckham council house that had been condemned. It's not, not going to be uh, not going to be that flash. Yeah, it was like the only fools and horses apartment I went into Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy. Was it? Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. That's a rubbish sitcom, isn't it? Why do people like get, it so much? I, Guy, I come on, Dale Boy falling through the bar. Del boy falling for the bar. Oh, that's like what people who vote for Brexit think is funny. <laughs> I hate David Jason's face. He's got such a smug face. I wholeheartedly agree with you, guy. It, I think maybe when I was younger, it made, like, like as a kid watching it with the family at Christmas, it did make me laugh once or twice. But ultimately, it's not that good. I'm sorry, the Peckham Springs episode is still one of the best moments yeah. in comedy. The, the only time it gets it's funny is when that man gets called Plonker. Because <laughs> he does look like he would be a Plonker in real life. What, like, Rodney? Yeah, that's him, yeah. Linda's, Nicholas Linda's, Goodnight Sweetheart. Just, I, mean, I mean, can we can we just talk for a second about how problematic Goodnight Sweetheart is? <laughs> meant to be rooting for this guy. What adultery cheating, across che- the generations? Cheating on his, I don't know, she his wife or his fiance or his girlfriend, cheating on her with a woman who, in their own era, is either a granny or dead. <laughs> I was like expecting a big twist towards the end of the series, like when his current world wife would have been like the granddaughter of his. <gasps> oh my god! And he was and, and, he, and he's been stuffing his, his granddaughter the whole time. Yeah. Oh my goodness! You know what? That's yeah. my headcanon now. And <laughs> that Nicholas Lindhurst, you disgust me. <laughs> what a plonker! <laughs> it was more of his mate committing massive fraud was, with his was, print machine. Oh, it was just like I uh, we meant to be rooting for you. Like you're, you're, you're. Uh, yeah, it wasn't even yeah. an anti-hero. He was just an. He was just a sleaze. He was a creep. Yeah. Do you know I'm, not, a, I'm not about it. Do you know what's <laughs> astonishing there as well? Those two women, from what I remember, they were all right looking as well. They both went Kerwin was one of them. Yeah, a sumter from Balikus Angel. Exactly. Exactly. The 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 porn lady from the MS food adverts. <laughs> Is it being noisy outside? We forgot to close isn't the window. Isn't she married? Oh, no, I was going to say, isn't she married to um, Paul Bettany from The Avengers? But no, she's not. She's married to... Jennifer Connelly. That's married. the one. It's, it's, no, it's Matthew McFadden. Labyrinth, Ballycus Angel. They're a bit similar. I mean, pretty much the same. <laughs> no. yeah. Mystical being. All white people look the same. <laughs> Although I'm quite glad that I don't really watch either. I was going to say open all hours, but that's not what you were talking about. No. no. That's, that's, that's another crappy David Jason. Only Gold's Horses. Out, Again, good it's got night, smug face. Good night, sweetheart. Ah, terrible. Well, why did they bring back Open All Hours as well? That was just terrible from start to finish. It didn't need to happen. It was for the 52%, that's all I'm going to say. Yeah, <laughs> I say it, it, 
the the one off episode they did for was it wasn't it brought back originally for comic release? Yeah, something like that? one off. Yeah, one off fair was enough. Fun. Do that. But the, the TV producers don't know when to say no. Yeah. They're like, oh, oh my god, people tuned in for this one off event, so yeah. like therefore yeah. we're gonna like churn it out. That's milk yeah, it to death. Does that mean I, that there's a Love like, Actually I, series coming any day now after everybody went mental for the comic relief? Bring back oh, probably. Do you know what's strange though? It's like shops like that; they don't exist anymore. No, I, I think. Maybe... I don't know. Hang on, Dave. You're from up north, right? Shops like that. Do they exist? It is still north? the seventies up north. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fun, funny you should say that because yes, there are still a few like haberdashery type shops that are still around. The Dave's local shop, isn't it? <laughs> Pretty much. I need a pack of peas. Well, to, to be fair, the nicer across oh, the road from the gate isn't that it's... far off. Can you imagine how furious like so many Britons would be, though, if they'd gone more accurate and done open all hours with a shop owned by an Asian gentleman? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a Londis on the corner. Exactly. 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 You're going to get your onion rings for 10p a bag. So. <gasps> Space Raiders. Spa- invaders? Space Raiders? What Space Raiders. Space Raiders. Space Raiders and a Freddo. Transformer Snack. That's, that's, that's where it's at. I reckon you get... 5p chain for 50p for that. I don't know, because Fred no, has had a big price hike lately. 30 p- no, 30p. They're going up to 30p next week. For a yep. Yes. Yep. Do you remember Taz? Everybody remembers Taz. Taz was a caramel Freddo. Yeah, but then they that's the, yeah, caramel Freddo became yes. what, what was a Taz bar. Mm. Which really annoyed me. Yeah. Just like leave it as Taz. Unless they lost the license. Do you remember Animal Bar? Which were just shoddy. <laughs> what, Wait, no, I'm thinking of the Animal Crackers. That's different, isn't it? Animal Bars were like the ones that were like a wafer thin layer of chocolate. It was like Micron's thin. Yeah. And then <laughs> you, like, you open it up and it disintegrated in front of your eyes. Yeah, like a puzzle inside of it. Oh. oh, yeah, I remember those. That, yeah. that sounds fake. It was the sort of thing you always got in party bags because or they were really cheap. They would know. Well, like, until. Uncle and aunties would have like stocks of them yeah. to give out to children. Blue ribboned. Now that was the pop. <laughs> that was, that. that was the one. Where, if you were really good, your grandma would let you have one before you went home. We're not allowed yeah. to talk my about gra- blue ribbon anymore because they're moving to Poland. Yes. And they're rubbish. It's just bloody wafer. It is the driest it's, chocolate bar. It's, ever. Rubbish. it's like selling you arrows. They're just like you know. It's just all bubbles, no yeah. chocolate. I want Texan bars back, please. Do you anybody remember gold bars? Yeah, I've got some gold bars. White chocolate. I remember those. They like they're like concentrated sugar. They're amazing. Well, they wonder I'm such a fat lad. (laughs) Keith, what have you been up to this week? Wandering around in the days, (laughs) (laughs) hanging out with Mr. Tim's. Yeah, just kind of like dropping cheese on the floor. The usual kind of stuff. Explain. Just making cheese sandwiches and then getting involved in a conversation while the cheese is stuck to the knife and then throwing it around and it falls on the floor. Dog eats it, lactose intolerant. It's a disaster. (laughs) Have you heard of the item called a cheese slice? What's that? It's where you get cheese but in slices and you can just put them straight onto the sandwich. Oh, no, no, I'm a working class boy. I'll cut my own cheese. Thank you very much. (laughs) Here's a question for you. Guy cuts cheese cheese constantly. Here's a question for you. So I'm sat with my colleague at work the other day, and he whips a baby bell out. You have colleagues. I have colleagues. Colleagues. That's a bit familiar, isn't it? Well, I, don't, I don't call them friends. associates. So yeah, people I have to sit with for eight hours a day. Um, so he whips out a baby bell, and I look at him like, "What the hell?" I mean, is are he... you nine years old? Yeah, he's twenty nine years old. Should he be eating a baby bell? Because I called him a child, and he was kind of like, "No, it's cool to eat it." And I was like, well, "Yeah, but you look like a giant child." I mean, the guy's got small hands, so it kind of looked like a massive bit of cheese in his hands. I don't know about eating them's cool. There's nothing <laughs> wrong with baby bells, but equally, cool's a cool's a stretch. That's what? a strong statement right. to say eating baby bell is cool. Yeah. Baby bell yeah. or Dairy Lee Triangle? Dairy Lee Triangles. I go baby bell. Baby bell is choice. middle class. Dairy Lee Triangle is working class. Or you know, you could go to the, like, actually. No, I have actual cheese, like a grown up. <laughs> 
Like oh. actual good cheese. Well, you know, the yeah. Cathedral City bar things that you can get in a multi-pack now. I think no. Phil's thinking about those streezy ching ching things. That's not cheese. No way is that cheese. No, no to, to be fair, Ryan, if we're going to talk about cheese triangles, it has to be Laughing Cow. Oh, no. No. Dairy Lee, okay. originally no. the best. Maybe maybe it's my you know early, early years in Holland, but Laughing Cow no. all the way. Primula in a tube, straight down. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. I have very what about faint... Dairy Lee Dunkers? They used to be good. Again, child snack. Do you think... Oh, yeah, I wouldn't eat one. I, 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 I can't remember if this is a thing in the UK, but when I lived in Canada, they had something called Cheese Whiz, which was like which cheese... Which is Primula squirty cheese. cheese. Yeah, yeah. yeah. cheese spread, it's not a thing, like in a yeah, jar. Yeah. Yeah, that's mm. just wrong. Yeah. yeah. Do you think, like, if you were a kid at school that you saw a fellow child with a baby belt, you used to think, oh, I've got rich parents, because, like, I never got baby belts as a kid. <laughs> I used to just think, oh, their family... <laughs> I used to think that about pepperamis. Yeah, but then the kid stink afterwards. Yeah. You wouldn't be going near yeah. that kid. Right, shall we assemble our perfect child's lunchbox? I don't know, because I always used to throw my sandwiches at my I, friends. Anything that came with a novelty so. item, because there was a whole Fruit. big thing, the yeah. big trends for when I was at school, was like, do you remember when they did the little pots for Pringles? So you could put like oh, the little yeah. bits in the little doctor. And then they did those lockers for mini rolls as well yes. for a while. That was how you knew you were cool at my primary school. You had both. <laughs> Preferably in funky colours, or you'd bought enough of the Pringles boxes so you could like mix and match the colours with the lids and the bases. I can tell your generation by what's in your school lunchbox because yeah. I was generation of Yopley, and now it's all frubs. See, yeah. that, that's why you're all so I used young. To swap my fruit for a wagon wheel every day. Had, we never had Some refrigerated crackers. foods when I was young. It was yeah, sun, spit and dust. It was sun blessed white bread with princes spread in it, and that's it. <laughs> What they're in the snow, uphill now, both Prince's ways. Now, spread is against the Geneva Convention from start to finish. I mean, I was a victim of childhood abuse because my mum used to send me to school with a packed lunch with white bread. I had Hazlitt on sandwiches I sometimes. I don't even know what Hazlitt is. Hazlitt's like the bit made out of all the other bits of cooked Re- meat. Reconstituted oh, pork, no. essentially. Yes. Oh. I've also my, never heard of that. Again, f- is this a middle class thing? <laughs> when I, when is that I because we away, were baby bell children? Did you go dressed like Madeline from the cartoon? <laughs> <laughs> school, skipping I mean, along. pretty much, yeah. My, my favorite. I bet you had Sunny Delight, didn't you? I did. Before they took all the diabetes out of it. Yeah. 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 Real Sunny Days. See, I, I, when I got away from some blessed bread with Prince's spread on it, I, I uh, advanced to Rivita with Dairy Leon. That was that was that was much nicer. I liked a little bit of cardboard Rivita. Rivita's packing material. It is not food. It's bedding for hamsters. <laughs> Rivita and cottage cheese was like oh, the most. Oh, it was the most nineties oh. wave of women hating themselves. Yeah, <laughs> slicker celery as well. I think yeah. celery is one of those foodstuffs that it takes more effort to eat than you actually get from yeah, calorific yeah, you, you, intake. You burn, you burn, it's negative calorific yeah, it intake. Just, but celery is nice because you can like dunk it in hummus and get your calories that way. Mm-hmm. Dunk it in hummus. What an atrocity. No, you dunk it in Prince's spread. Dunk it in <laughs> peanut butter. That's what you, that's celery is designed for. I've what? Researched peanut this. butter? Yeah, you get c- celery. I've read it up. In a, there's a book I've seen in a library. <laughs> you can see the look Phil is giving you yeah. right now. <laughs> celery was invented to get... Um, Get your um, peanut butter out of the jar. That's why it's grooved. So you, so you have like peanut butter wine. Do you put jam on the other end? Do you put jam on the other end? No, no. So I can get on board with peanut apple slices and peanut butter. Jam between bread, but, but the, to, straight out of the pot, it's celery. What? No, that's just weird. But have you not seen that celery is actually Greek for peanut butter spoon? <laughs> spoon. <laughs> I think he's chatting. I think he's lost oh, it. Oh, yeah, I think yeah. This yeah. Is, I think this is, <laughs> I think this is like it's like we're going to listen back to these podcasts, and it's like the continued de- deterioration of Keith Bloomfield. <laughs> 
<laughs> we're all worried about you, Keith, and we all care about you, and we we hope you get the help you need. When we meet you in the home, we'll bring you a jar of sun pat and some stellaristic. This is I not know, a podcast. This is an intervention. In. Sun pat. Yeah, everything has palm oil in it. Everything is terrible. So I was very confused when I went overseas and I saw Jif, but peanut butter. Yeah, because to Isn't me, Jif is still bathroom, bathroom cleaner. With, yeah. but overseas, it's called Sif. Yeah, but you still get Jif peanut butter as well. But Jif used to be lemon juice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. It was yes. lemon you, juice you and can, bathroom cleaner. Because you would have it on your pancakes on pancake day. Mm. Is that the one that was actually shaped like a lemon? Yes. yes. Yeah. And that was what the grown-ups had, and I was like, no, nah, I'm just going to have like a spoon after a spoon of sugar on mine, thank you. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, we should go back to that, where lemon juice comes in a thing that's shaped like a lemon, and ketchup comes in a thing that's shaped like a tomato. If you heard that, Lou, our comedy mascot, has tried to escape from the studio. I think <laughs> he, The conversation was getting so yeah. bad, he was just like, I have to end it all yes. now. Even Lou's had enough. And he's, an, an he's off to go get some Jif for his pancakes. He was he off is. to get some celery to get that last <laughs> bit of peanut butter out of the jar. Right. You've managed to hold back so far. Phil, tell us how your week has been. Um, it's been all right. Um, I went on Why a... Pre- on <laughs> <laughs> I, I was on a, a press trip to Prague this week. Um, so I... It, you know what? It's really interesting because it was it was fun. The city is beautiful. I would recommend everyone go. The food, amazing. Beer, wine, love it all. But it's really strange because basically I felt like I was on a school trip the entire time. Because when Did you're somebody on a... lead you around holding a clipboard? Yes. No, literally. We were given an itinerary and it was like, okay, from this time to this time you're doing this, then it's lunch, then it's this, then it's this. And the itinerary did not end until about 10 o'clock at night when it was like, you're going to be so absolutely plum tuckered out from walking all over this city. You're just going to go straight to bed and like go straight to sleep. Yeah. Lights out at 10. So yeah. I, it was like, yeah, it was just really weird. Like I didn't have a single moment to myself. I was with these two other reporters um, who were like in there. Every man needs a moment to himself occasionally. I... For, for re- quiet reflection, you pervert. Um, Again, that was, doesn't make that sound any better. <laughs> it really doesn't. But it was, I mean, yeah, so it was just, it was a very odd experience because it, I was seeing this amazing city, but in a very organised, fun kind so of did way. Did it feel a bit Pyongyangy? I don't know what that is. North Korea? Oh, um, then yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you're only allowed to see these parts of the city. Well, um. Did they have a blacked out windows on the car? No, no. I mean, it's 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 a Czech Republic. It's not like yeah. you know Kosovo. Um, yeah. it, it's mm. it's pretty civilized. Not, not quite Venezuela just yet. <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, I've been to worse places. Um, no. I mean, it's it's. Um, it I know Prague's be- a beautiful, beautiful city. And, and and the country itself. We went to um, the silver yeah. mine about two hours out of the city. Really, really nice. Yeah. Did you smelt and smith some silver? I I practiced um, pressing coins. Uh, <laughs> so basically, what you've got to do is you've got to hold this sort of. Um, cylinder in one hand and then whack it with a hammer. So you did get some reflection time then. <laughs> um, but because I have a shoulder injury, I, I didn't hit it hard enough, so my coin came out kind of a bit wonky. Uh, well. But uh, long story short, you know, TLDR, uh, visit Prague. Yes. It is a beautiful city. Mm. Really nice cathedral, if I remember. Oh, God, there's a cathedral on, like, every corner. Considering that, like, country lived under communism, they have got a lot of churches and a lot of statues of Jesus. A lot of Jesus. Yeah. If it ain't Baroque, don't fix it. Wait. Oh, dear. Guy, what have you been up to? I had crap. You ate a crap. Okay, so Tuesday, I didn't know this because I never worked in the town centre until now, um, but there was... Um, Keith, do you mind? I'm talking and <laughs> rapping sweets when I'm talking. Um, so I was, um, there was a bike race in town. It was like a huge, massive bike race. It was going to be on TV. It was a huge event. Whole town got shut off, bus routes closed. It was a really bizarre lunch break. So, But they had like loads of 
food stands, which is like quite classy for Redditch. So I had a crepe on my lunch break, which is... Did it change your life? You just don't get that experience in Redditch. You know, you just don't get that. What, people using bicycles? Well, no, just this whole big event and just a crap Crepes. at lunchtime. It was kind of like, you know what, it's going gonna, it's gonna to not be good for my waistline. But sorry, I'm having a crap at lunchtime. And then I will walk back to work. Is it crap or crepe? It's crepe. 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 But it wasn't that good, so it was a bit crap, to be fair. <laughs> what, what are we voting for? Crepe or crepe? Crepe um, or crepe? It's crepe because the E with the, the um, circumflex on top. That's yeah. just With crepe. a little hat. Yeah. Bellis, Minister of Culture. Scone or scone. I have a French degree, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then I walked back to work, and there was a crap local singer singing and dancing in the middle of the road where I'd normally get the bus. So it was a surreal experience. Extra points um, for hitting them, then. <laughs> it, was, it was weird. She was trying to get all the kids to come up and dance. Like, dance with me, kids. They just sat there like, no. you're rubbish. You know? wait, 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 wait. So, like, you had, like, Michael Jackson, Pied Piper saying, like, dance with me, kids. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> this is, um, did, like, anyone report him, or...? No, it was a, when there was a young teenage girl. Do you know how to make these bike races funner? doesn't make it better, guy. Yeah. Do you know how to make these bike races funner? They should turn it into It's a Knockout. They should be like custard lakes that they have to swing around. I want, foam yeah, arms. I want like Tour de France meets the Hunger Games. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> this is what they just pick off the back of the pack. <laughs> <laughs> what did you have in your career? Ice Nutella. Standards, classic. Yeah. But what I found strange about the whole thing is, why well, have a bike race on a Tuesday? It's a really weird time to have a bike race. Yeah. It's, it's like to prove week, that they're professional week- bikers, probably. It's like a mm. weekend thing, like a Saturday or Sunday. to catch them out so they weren't doped up. But like yes. a, cheap, a cheap random Tuesday, you know. It was nice. because they, they have jobs? I know. Obviously not. Yes, it's to wear tight, tight spandex. And yeah, I was going to say, I haven't seen that much lycra since the 80s in Ridge. Yeah. I, mean, oh. I don't know, we go to comic conventions. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it was, a, it was a strange Tuesday. And then Wednesday just felt a bit disappointing, though, because obviously Wednesday provided no crepes. So yeah. You can make your own crepe. Get yeah, a crepe stone, but... put it on your desk at work. Do you know, it's just... you could probably make a fortune doing that. It was just it's little... so pretty as well. I do, like, I, it's hypnotic watching them make the, the crepes on the, on the skillet. And it's probably, what, 10 pence worth of batter. Mm. Oh, it's like wafer thin? Yeah. Not to get into the whole wafer debate again. <laughs> I mean, to be, uh, to be fair... Wafer think, or wafer. <laughs> now, now you've said that, I do think that the cost of it probably was a bit extreme, because I paid three fifty, but you said, like, probably 10 pence worth of batter in the telly. You could get up and quick from Poundland, so... Yeah. No, I think I've been is it, is it, I mean, did they have, like, a big jar of the branded Nutella, or was it the Grandessa stuff from Aldi, which is just as good? It's, it's been... It's a big brand one, but, you know... Like, yeah, you no, it's probably been washed out multiple times and replaced with the Aldi yeah. version. Yeah. <laughs> from the catering cash and carry. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, so like Tuesdays are normally a rubbish day, but that Tuesday was a rare good Tuesday. So I mean, I'm just really happy that you had like one moment of you know not depressing rage this week. I think we all um, feel really good for you. No, you watched the episode. You watched Twin Peaks last episode. Says so your depressing rage <gasps> for the week. Oh, the oh, no. the what is it? The uh, Beyond Life and Death. Is yeah. That, oh my. Uh, okay, so I mean, we're going to get into this. You know, next in next week's show, but. How traumatised were you by it? I mean, I've seen it before, a long time ago, but I hadn't seen it for a while. But yes, it, I had the very, I had, bit. I had like, very oh. little sleep that night. Seriously, no, same here. I, I've only seen the series all the way through once, and that was about five years ago. And the finale is like the scariest horror film I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. I was like having nightmares of Bob being at the bottom of my bed. It's not, it's, it, do you know what? It's not Bob for me. It's Laura. It's her screams. Oh, and when she's got like the weird contact lenses yeah. and stuff. And then the bit in. when Leyland just crops out as well, and then him and Cooper. I'm like, Felicity like, oh. Shagwell is in it, and I keep forgetting oh, that. God, the whole thing is just like a series of surreal images that don't make any sense, but just stick with but you. But that's why that's he's... your daily life, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, it's a, a nightmare, <laughs> surrealish hellscape. 
But you, I, I mean, think we should strap a GoPro onto you one week and just like have a week of guy and see what happens. How many yeah, people you shout how, at how, on a daily basis? How, how much you know of that would have to be do? I out, read a news story the other day about somebody's invented like a little GoPro-style camera that you click onto your dog's collar and it measures when the, when the dog's heart rate goes up. So it takes photos <laughs> of things that has made the That's dog scary. like scared or excited. We should do that with Guy and then we could get actual <laughs> documentary footage of things that have made him angry. It'd be fantastic. It would just be like blipping every single moment it of really the day. They yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. angry in his dreams. I got, ang- I got angry on the bus the other day because I just didn't like the look of a woman that sat down. So I just stared at her with disdain and kind of just like, look at you. you look messed- at your life. And I was just kind of like, I just was thinking, why, do, why am I thinking like this? But then part of me is thinking like, just, just keep staring and just judge a guy. And I was like, I don't know. So I can imagine like a devil on one shoulder and then like an even meaner devil on the other yeah. shoulder. I mean, to be fair, she probably deserved the judgment though. So. You messaged me last night on the train home to moan about some you saying Bruno Mars was funk and soul? Oh right, no, that's fair. Some kids on the train. I've just come out of Kurt Show, which is like two hours solid, good, solid good music. And these kids on the train, like, oh, I went to go and see Bruno Mars last week. He's really good at that funk and soul stuff. It's kind of like you little brats know nothing about music. If that's what you consider to be good funk and soul music, then literally just just so go and you, die in HMV. That's when you take it as a good opportunity and go and play them some chic or Parliament and say this is the proper music. Uh, no, they, I, I just didn't want to waste my time with him. And then some little chav started kicking his mouth off on the train, thinking he was all the the, the big what. But and everybody just started laughing at him. So chavs. How was your week? Thank you. Tell us Thank about you your film. week, please. Change the energy in the room because I can feel myself getting a tumor. Uh, I went for a Nasty. lovely bit of food blogging at Cheval Blanc. Ooh. Yes, which is a really really nice French style. Restaurant is in Mosley. Is that the one next where to the Dark Horse? The you've got the wine cellar in the yes. basement. You can look like down into it. They've yeah. got like a glass, a glass trapdoor. Yeah, very, very nice. cool. So I went there with a few other bloggers and Sid, the chef there, who's really good, nice guy, really friendly. Uh, trying out the new summer menu, which guy thinks looked disgusting. No, so, I just so, think it looked poor. So tell tell us about the summer menu. Well, I had Earl Grey tea, smoked salmon. Uh huh. See, that does sound good. Duck wings. Confit duck wings, which are my new favourite things, which I, only I mean, shipped me in buckets now. <laughs> I do love. You know what's nice? Duck hearts. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I had one of those for a long um, while. But duck anything really is like yeah. my favourite meat. But I don't want chicken wings anymore. I just want duck wings in a big bucket and, and how with it, a bottle of wine. Was that like you know like was that like hot wings or in barbecue sauce? Like how were they? Uh, they're confit in a really nice um, honey sauce oh, with sesame ooh, seeds. Very nice. Really nice. And then lots of other things. Thank you for opening your can. Right in my ear. San Pellegrino. Oh, San Pellegrino. Someone thinks she's somebody. Middle class. <laughs> Gonna have a baby bell with that. Poser. San Pellegrino is a good drink though, isn't it? It really it's is. It's like the best thing for when you're hungover. Why does everyone go on about full fat Coke? That is no, what I'm about. Seven Up is the best thing when you're <gasps> hungover. Sprite. Um, is it Seven Up and Sprite both have quinine in or something? It's like a natural hangover remedy. It, I mean, so normally I'm just, just like what, gin and tonics. whatever I was <laughs> using as the mixer the night before. Yeah. Yes. To, yeah. Just you, lift it up a little bit. Do you know, we've all been speaking about food a lot. I assume we're all just very hungry today. Are just, we? No, it's just one of my favourite things to talk about. Mm. Like, at all know. time. Does it go in this order? Is it either your two favourite things to talk about are either food and then yourself or yourself and food? We've missed alcohol out and Twitter. And food and drink, I think we should club into one character. Well, no, because Twitter is the platform through which I talk about food and myself. Yes, and why other people are What about smashing the patriarchy? And smashing the patriarchy and why other people are garbage. That's the top five. 
Ryan hates us, he's gonna feed us weird food till we puke in the bin in the corner and then Guyan's gonna do us a big uh. <laughs> Why do you always have to point it in my direction? <laughs> it wasn't like that was a big one. <laughs> right, this anyway. Co- but you smell to San Palignino, sir. This calls back to a weird news story we had quite some time back. Oh, oh God. I'm, I mean, I'm Phil's really hoping, it's, I'm really hoping it's not the one it's, about the troll under the bridge. It's food. <laughs> I found it when I was shopping in London a few weeks ago. <laughs> Ryan's dipping into his bag under the table. <laughs> what have you got in your sack of treats, Ryan? Poops uh, Oreos! <laughs> oh my God! Is this... Okay. This is going to so, be a long-form feature we, then, where you have to report back afterwards. Can we yes. re- just, just remind listeners what this original right. story was? Oh, no. These are Nabisco limited edition Peeps Oreo with marshmallow peep flavoured cream, artificially flavoured. And it's, it is like Barbie pink. Yeah, it is ludicrous it's pink. It's, it's two shades up from Barbie pink, I think. Yes, it's, it's luminous. Cute. I will jump in now and at least say I probably won't mind eating these <laughs> because I quite like an Oreo. Yeah. I don't but, think this is going to be anything like an actual Oreo, though. <laughs> but as we mentioned, a few times, oh, <laughs> see if that song had been a bit longer. <laughs> so a few weeks ago, we mentioned the fact that these had a curious side effect on eating a couple of them. A couple? Which, yes. Wasn't it like entire packets? I don't know. I mean, I'm hoping. Oh, we oh my god, a... that is pink! Wow. We have some. They it's are a... ludicrously pink. To be, to be fair, I think it was packs that were having the side yeah, effects. Really. I don't but, know. But, and what is the side effect, Some people said it was only two that had the side effect. So. That is one of the we, pinkest things I've ever seen. So if we just have one, we'll be okay. I don't know. I think we're all going to have to have at least two each. Keith has destroyed that one. Can you just tell us what the side effect was, Ryan? The side effect was that uh, some people's stools were changed to a luminous shade of pink on consumption of I mean, these. They smell like, like party mine, mine, rings. Mine already are. The biscuit bit's nice. Yeah, so we know how Oreos usually like disintegrate as soon as you've split them apart. This is like a solid pink <laughs> ring thing that is like being swapped back and forth. It doesn't taste like it, but it looks like Play-Doh. Mm. Yeah, it does look very much like pink oh, actually, Play-Doh. Actually, it does taste like Play-Doh. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Sweet Play-Doh. Yeah. Were you guys in like the remedial t- class at primary school? Why were you eating Play Doh? <laughs> I was gonna say it just t- essentially tastes like a party ring. But Play Doh is designed to be <laughs> able to be eaten. It's salt dough. That's all Play Doh is. Was there any? So was, there there any medical, was there any medical? You're not effect? meant to. Was it's any... brightly coloured and nice looking. Why think, wouldn't you? I don't think there's any medical effects. I think it just does turn stuff pink. It is like a party ring. This yeah. is what they taste like. I really, really am not looking forward to the group chat photos coming out later. <laughs> I'm actually not very impressed by the biscuit on this. The biscuit yeah. tastes it's like, like a, a dodgy nice biscuit. I, I always, oh, I always thought, milk I always, biscuit. I always thought they were pronounced nice. Nice, nice, nice. One of the two. It's, I mean, it's a step up from a rich tea. This, though, isn't it? It's, yeah. it's a bit basic. Keith's going in for a second try. I mean, I think it's probably worth more than one try to see if you get. <laughs> to be fair, this is like the nicest thing you've ever made us eat. Yeah. Yeah. You missed out on the joys of the candy pizza last week. You say missed out. I mean, <laughs> I, I arranged my calendar especially. I'll tell you what, if this does happen to turn... I'm, I'm going to deliberately at work this week, put toilet roll down and toilets first, <laughs> and then if it does happen to turn my pink, I'm going to leave it there for someone to find. Is that going to be like the scene in um, American Dad where Roger poops gold jewels, and then it like causes somebody to like go mad with uh, with like, sort of lust for power? <laughs> I can just imagine what, the what email. Is it? I can just imagine the email going around in internal comms after that one. <laughs> Somebody has left something in the toilet. 
And we say, go to a doctor now. <laughs> if oh. Guy's going to do that, he will need to take some home, because I'm not quite sure he, he understands how digestive transit works. Depends how fast his system moves. Well, that's, yeah, okay. He's going to have a slow metabolism. I imagine Guy's quite a quick... Uh, has quite yes. a quick digestive transit. I'll just, I'll He's just, a swift pooper. I'll leave my housemates fine then. Yeah. My girlfriend. I do wish I had a coffee now, though. So I'm going for bringing another drink in. It looks like plastic salami from one of those fake... You know, like when little children have like those fake kitchens and they put the fake food into it? Mm-hmm. That looks like a salami slice. Now he looks like Tharg. You've got to say, though, Ryan, this is the first time that people have voluntarily reached in yeah. for more of yeah. the food you've given us. Ryan, do you want to eat the Oreo off my forehead? No. <laughs> it was bad enough last week with the strawberry lace. <laughs> <laughs> I was just hoping you're going to be there for the pink dyed ring then on your face. You could put like a couple of rosy cheeks on your face with this, couldn't you? <laughs> I don't know, I've eaten worse. Okay. I mean, that was... It was, it was like was, a yeah. giant ice gem. It was... It was better. Yeah, it was quite nice, but you know what? Two is enough, I think. Yeah, I'd say it's it's, it's much sure better than the Ghostbusters Twinkies. I mean, ugh, ugh. Door three left. What to me is the worst thing he's ever made us eat? Is it, was it, was it the, the, the green Twinkies? Those were guys' who's, green who's, Twinkies. Who's eating one? Nobody. Who's eating two? I've me. I've had three. Okay. So Phil's had three. Four. You've had four. So guys got to have five. So, so we, what we, what we need to do line. is to see how many you have to eat right. to get to the level of pinkness. I love science. I'm not going to eat anymore. What do you think? This, is the geeky, this is the Geeky Brummie podcast. It's not like, you know, open surgery. <laughs> Anybody else? Three more to go. Keith, how many of you have? Okay, so I'll tell you what. I won't eat them right now. But during the rest of the show, with another cup of coffee, I will finish these off, which takes me to a total of six. Actually, leave one for wifey. Because Vivian didn't say she wanted to try one of these. She ain't going to eat no all three. Test. She's smart. Come on, Keith. Down and down and down and down. Well, just all three in one go. <laughs> yeah. I could yeah. do that. Make, make, I could make do it. Or, or stack them. Oh, okay. Well, I'll... Should I do it? I go as well, Keith, yeah. Keith, you're a lot thinner than yeah. me, so, like, you know, it's not going to affect your waistline. You're right, three's too many. Two was all right. That third one I didn't enjoy as much. It's too much now. Yeah. I've got pits stuck in my teeth. It's not yeah. right. Yeah. Does anybody feel like they need to... I mean... It's not going to work that fast, Did you... Really. Unless you put something in the biscuits, no. <laughs> yeah. Yes, Oreos featuring laxative. Weird news. Only the one story this week from The Independent. Keith has a pink tongue. <laughs> <laughs> that's not the news story but it's pretty I, I did make the independent this week that's good <laughs> but it does also talk about things on the face drug users getting windstoned by the new five pound note as they complain of cut noses when snotting cocaine <laughs> oh, oh. what a shame but I I mean this just goes to show how much I've changed this isn't even a problem you're that you're I've encountered <laughs> By snorting cocaine for the banknotes, drug users are also increasing the risk of and facilitating the transfer of infection. Also, I'm sorry, but like, how bougie are you if you're doing, you know, coke through a fiver? Come on, yeah, mate. I, th- I thought the rules. This is hardly like 20. Wall Street. Mm-hmm. Hindus, vegetarians, and vegans already voiced outrage after the new polymer was confirmed to contain animal fat. Now, drug users are complaining that the thicker and stronger plastic notes have left them with cut noses after <laughs> trying that, to that... snort cocaine. <sighs> Hang on a minute, though. This is better for them, right? Because the cocaine will enter the bloodstream faster, which gets them higher quicker. <laughs> That's actually very true. But also, like, cokeheads are, you know, sort of um, subject to nosebleeds, like, already. So they're going to be walking around like Daniela Westbrook. This gets That's better. True. The self-imposed in- injury is now being referred to as getting windstoned in refer- reference to Winston Churchill's image <laughs> on the plastic fibres. <laughs> An anonymous cocaine user from Birmingham. What a shock. <laughs> Verified to the Oh, how classy. Told the paper, I thought I was the only person to have a new c- nose cut by the new fiver, but when I told my friend how I was in agony, he said I'd been windstoned and it was happening to everyone. 
Everyone thought the new fibers were a god's gift to sniffing at the start because they roll it perfectly. Now I suppose people are realizing if something is too good to be true, then it usually is. But like they know that cocaine is cut with glass so that it like yeah, enters in it, it doesn't it like the reason you put it up your nose is because then the tiny tiny crystals make tiny tiny cuts in the tissue and that's how it gets into your bloodstream. Yeah. So they're all they've already been cutting like slashing up the insides of their schnozzes. It's just yeah. now like they're blaming it on Is the that when you lose the septum as well? Yep. I mean, that's yeah. like if yeah. it's like through huge and huge amounts, it like erodes yeah. the septum away. Yeah. yeah. If your name's Danielle and you've started on start on EastEnders. I mean, well, exactly. I mean, the, oh my god! I think everyone who was at school at that time yeah. saw that had that photo circulated circulated around in their PHE classes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. By snorting yeah. cocaine for the banknotes, drug users are also at risk of. It of and facilitating the transfer of infection. Talk to Frank, a natural national drug education service jointly established by the Department of Health and the Home Office in 2003, warns on its website, sharing straws, banknotes, needles will put you at the risk of hepatitis B and C. Well, duh, Frank. Let's be honest. Now, now that the druggies are complaining, they're definitely going to change. The I love it. Yeah, that that, that that outspoken consumer group known as cokeheads. You know, <laughs> religious groups and vegetarians have complained, and now the junkies are on it too. Yeah. Blood and mucus are easily transferred onto straws and notes, and these can be spread disease when you're sh- when you're using notes for your snorting equipment. Oh, imagine getting a fiber which has got some mucus and some blood on it. Oh. Wasn't there some stats about the amount of cocaine that is in kind of in general circulation yeah. with it because yes. of people have used it for that purpose and then just casually spent it somewhere? I was going to say I'm pretty sure that every single I think it's a five. It's either a five or a one dollar bill in the US has traces of cocaine. And, and I think it, mm-hmm. every note in the world probably has yeah. some traces, trace yeah. of drugs. On. I've spotted an entrepreneurial opportunity here. Do Latifs sell paper straws? <laughs> probably. Don't find. So don't find out. I could go to Latifs, buy a load of paper straws, cut them up into reasonably length sizes, and then sell them on. You know, with, with jars of talcum powder. Yeah, it's like you know, I could, you know, save yourself from windstoning yourself. <laughs> By using my uh, carefully branded, uh, what would I, I bet call the it? guy who came up with that term loves that so much, and he was like, "Oh, this is the best name in the world for it." Let, we need to check: is it on Urban Dictionary yet? Probably. Probably is. Shall we check? Let let let. What would you call this business? I'm struggling to figure of a name. Somehow we've got Charlie Chalk. There you go. It's not. Straws. No, it needs to be. Yes, something. It's got it needs to have straw in it. Uh, what blow str- blow straws straw football straw dogs oh, no. straw, uh, <laughs> what's what's other names for the cocaine Charlie Charlie straws snow Charlie <laughs> snorty straws snow straws yes. snow straws yeah and we could decate <laughs> bits of glitter and shiny stars and stuff wouldn't the glitter also cut your nose? Yeah. You have the glitter. You have the glitter on the stars on the outside, and for the really posh people, we know people, glitter gets everywhere. People. But I could yeah. super bling them up and put diamonds on the outside for those exclusive customers. Urban Dictionary has a slightly different top definition. Oh, oh dear. So what do we think windstoning could be if it's not? Snorting coke. Uh, is it getting I, I drunk guess. and coming out with outrageously brilliant insults? No. That's, that's what I was just saying. Is it something to do with Ray Winston? Nope. Something about a knob? Nope. Keith, any guess? I've um, no being pressure. the m- most put upon Ghostbuster. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, it's to lick someone aggressively. My dog was windstoning me last night, is the example that they've given. What? <laughs> what? That's the only definition that's there in Urban Dictionary. I'm not lying. 
<laughs> but why? I'm assuming this originates from someone's dog being. I'm called assuming Winston. the Churchill mm-hmm. dog, maybe. Oh uh, yeah, maybe. yeah, yeah. I mean, it had those terrible That's adverts for Dawn French. Very just bizarre. Passive aggressively. This whole uh, page yeah. that you've gone to is just what, like, like the Cleveland Steamer plushie. What the? I don't. <laughs> what is happening? Um, oh, what the heck? <laughs> There's a Cleveland Steamer plushie that you can buy from the nice. Dictionary. If you don't know what a Cleveland Steamer is, don't Google it. That's what we're all going to be doing after uh, these uh, peeps Oreos. I remember the days when I just used to watch like geeky TV shows and read comics. Not uh, pages of Urban Dictionary with slightly offensive plush toys on it. To be fair, slightly offensive is a, is a step up from where we usually go. Yeah. True. Why... Why would why is there a poo emoji cushion? Why is that a thing that you can go buy from mobile phone shops? Because human beings are terrible. Fair enough. I say, what well, wasn't the poo emoji originally? Not the poo emoji. It was supposed to be chocolate, chocolate ice cream. cream. Nonsense! It's clearly there was a, poo. a vanilla, a strawberry, and a chocolate ice cream, and then the chocolate ice cream is now poo. Well, they didn't think that through, then, did they? Really? It, Japanese. Well, emo- it's like everyone thinks that the aubergine emoji means aubergine. Like, come on, wake up. The peach, <laughs> the the peach, peach is not, does not a peach. mean peach. Yeah. Yes, the aubergine. And the drops afterwards yes. means something really exactly. different on your Twitter. Exactly. It doesn't mean that you went to the shops to buy an aubergine and it and was now raining. I'm washing it before it makes a salad, you know. <laughs> yes. I mean, just. I, you've yes. got to. This is what I always find really, really funny about tech companies is the way they invent a platform or a product thinking that people are going to use it in a very boring, sensible way. <laughs> and then obviously, like. It's like Rule Thirty Four. Like, if there is porn of it, if it, if it exists, there is porn of it. Yes. And or, if you and if you give users, we well, have product, Rule Thirty Four and Rule Thirty Five. And if porn of it doesn't exist by the time to request it, it will be available within an hour. Exactly. Yeah. And it's like so, it's the same with, with these products. Is like, there if you porn give it, a Rule Thirty Four? Yes, oh. I assume so. I, I would imagine so. So if somebody you can Google that one, George. No, that's fine. That's, yeah. So if somebody said, oh, "I've heard a show." On, the, on this station called um, Geeky Brummie. Yeah. But I want to make, have Geeky Brummie the porno that could be Geeky Brummie the porno in an hour. I don't really want to think about well, that. I mean, you forgot your tablet this week, so... That's, that's like... That that's specific, like specific and niche, yeah. but I think there's probably like a porno set in a radio station. Definitely. Yeah. There's definitely there's community radio. I mean, you can't say, like, oh, is there a porno about a guy named Guy Halford? You can't go that specific. <laughs> there might be porn set in Halfords. <laughs> I bet there is. Like at that bowling alley. Get out the wrench. Yeah. Time for your old oil check. Something about nuts <laughs> dipping. So what? So what? Explain rule thirty four because I've ne- I've never come across this. If before. it exists, yeah. there is porn of it. But what? How? So like literally just like. Essentially, because like everything is a kink for someone, like, and yeah. people have very like, strange, specific tastes. Coronation Street. On occasion, somebody's probably made fan fiction porn. There, you know that there's a, an XXX parody of Brexit. Yeah. Called Brexxxxit. Uh, yeah. Yes. Okay, so what happens in Brexxxxit? Don- Donald, Donald Trump Everybody and Theresa screwed. May hold hands. And Nigel Farage. They hold hands. <laughs> this is Nigel Farage. Like, I don't know. All I all I know is I, I I saw like the the a link to it on Twitter. I was like, I'm not clicking on that. Yeah. I'm not. To be fair, what happens in Brexit ex, 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 is what happened in Brexit only slightly more graphic. Something gets effed. <laughs> <laughs> so it's documentary. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. Put yourself in my place. Battle Royale edition. Guy, you can explain this one. Battle Royale, isn't it? Yeah, it's a film. Right. Have we all seen the film first? No. A long time ago, but yes. One person survives. Right. Yeah, so we need to introduce George to Battle Royale. So you've never seen the film. If you've seen the no, Hunger I'm Games, No, I'm aware of the concept, that. yeah. Yes. Everybody goes in and they're like, yeah, only one leaves. But the Hunger Games ripped it off from start to finish. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Right, so they get really? a weapon. They get a randomly assigned weapon, don't they? Just go from the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, what? So 
Why why does the Battle Royale situation happen in the first place? This is what I can't remember because I haven't seen yeah. it for years. Too many school kids in Japan. Mm-hmm. So they pick a school each year, take a class at the school and turn it into a big TV event where only one child, kid survives. But they, they basically have to kill off everybody in their class. Yeah. Right. But if they refuse to, they have collars around their neck which automatically explode after three days. If they refuse to do something or if they go out yeah. of some areas. To, to be fair, think, thinking back to my school days, that kind of sounds fun. <laughs> Yeah, there's a, there's a there's a few knobs in my class that got rid of. I mean, definitely. Oh, I was the fat kid, so I got no chance. I've been I would, I would... within the first hour. <laughs> okay, so what's the premise then here, then Ryan? What are right. we, how are we doing? We'll go. We'll talk about our, our social status. Right. And how we so six random pieces of paper to replace replicate the backpacks that they get given with the weapons in. Who I'm hoping to I'm going to get to batter one of you to death three... with a monchichi. <laughs> there's three decent weapons and three terrible weapons. Uh-oh. Oh, God. Even with a decent weapon, I'd be useless. There's no such thing as a terrible weapon. So, yeah, there's only terrible pick... users. If no one else is going, I won't. We're all just picking pieces of paper if you wonder what's gone. Oh, crap. Oh, God. That'll work. <sighs> right, so okay. you have to describe your weapon, <laughs> like you a what it is... <laughs> <laughs> you got to describe your weapon, what it is, and how you'd use it to survive the three days of bloodbath fighting on an island with your classmates. George, start us off. Uh, I've got a saucepan lid. Um, <laughs> clearly, this is going to go well. I think what I'm going to try and do is use it like I've forgotten the proper name for it. I'm sure someone will correct me, but like the spinny circle of death thing that Xena Warrior Princess had. Chakra. The chakra, yeah. The, yeah, the chakra. I'm going to use it like that, and I'm just going to try and use, use it, it as a shield. Exactly. <laughs> just yeah. Oh, that's I mean, what I'm going to go for. Xena-esque. Have you, have you any... Captain America start with it? Yeah, that could work. If it's like, well, if it's like a Le Creuset one, like that'll take someone's head off. Well, exactly. <laughs> I mean, depending on the weight of the saucepan lid, I could legit decapitate people. Have or at ever... least, if I aim for the eyes, then everything would be fine. Have you ever been good at Frisbee? Yeah, I'm not bad at Frisbee. I'm thinking the situation here, though, is it's the classic high school love story situation. Dave's obviously going to jump in, and uh, and, and they're going to be the star-crossed lovers, aren't they, trying to survive together? That's true. I would just use Dave as a human shield. Yeah. And then at the very end, whack with a saucepan lid. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Dave. <laughs> Let's be honest. You wouldn't wait till the very end. Well. <laughs> Keith, what have you got? I've got one, I've got one word, so I'm, I'm, I might extrapolate out Weird. various things. I've got lighter. Yes. So, depending on what kind of lighter, I'm thinking a big disposable. If it was a cheap plastic one, I'd break it into shards and stab you with plastic pieces in the eyes. Uh, If I didn't break it apart, I'd wait it out till the summer, dry bit of forest, get you all into the middle of the forest, set fire to it. Three days long, three days. Yeah, Yeah. well, it's in the summer; it's already dry. Set fire to the forest; you all die inside it. Keeps trying to think of a long game. (laughs) (laughs) Just throw it at you really hard. Multiple times. So I was thinking necessary. of like setting fire to a building with people inside it, yeah. and then stealing their weapons. I could try and gas you with it, or I could try and offer to light your cigarettes for you and hope that the cast. But if you've got a can of deodorant, you've got a flamethrower with it. Yeah, but that's that, you know, that's not what I've got in my backpack, so I've got to use this straight away. What? What? I mean, like not. your social status, like in school, what would you team up with people? Would you be a lone ranger or? I'd be a lone wolf. Yeah, I think initially, mostly because like you know. Who would team up with me? I think I would. I would. I would. Yeah. You make me feel safe. <laughs> with my lighter to defend us all. <laughs> well, well, no, that's it. That's all I'll get you. I'll start a, ch- I'll start a like, um, candle in the wind chant Elton John. <laughs> well, and, while, and, while and while you're all there joining in, I'll strangle you. You might find a cave that's really dark and you're the only one who's got lights to walk in and find yourself a nice hiding space. Or I use the light in the cave to find a bear, poke the bear, send it out. He gets you. <laughs> poke the bear. 
<laughs> just like poke the bear with a lighter. Come on, lad. To, to be honest, there's multiple things I could do with this lighter. It's you know, it's there's endless choices. Phil, what was your selection? Well, I mean, like I feel really just not very creative now because I've got a gun. Um, <laughs> oh, there you go. Then. I have a nine millimeter pistol and five rounds, so only five rounds. So I'm just gonna do like the smart thing and hide. Maybe somewhere up like up a tree like Katniss does or maybe like just on the roof of somewhere and like if anyone comes a bit too close I'll pick them off you know um, uh, this is not me saying I'm a school shooter or anything um, and basically just like save one round just for the end because I'd rather take my own life than uh, get my head blown off by an electric collar thank you very much did that it my way for each of us though if you've got yeah. five rounds so if well, if it's, if it's just us, then I win. Yeah. There you go. But I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't use the tree as a hiding place because that bear I've scared out of the cave is coming straight up that tree. And the tree is flammable, so uh, the, yeah. the lighter would put, put paid to that plan. Or George could use her saucepan to like focus the sun under the tree. I could, yeah. Blind you, blind way, you, yeah. making like, you make miss. you fall out the tree. Dave, what have you got? I've got the good old Japanese classic, the katana. Which, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to argue about that. Yeah. I've messed around with them in the past, and yeah, <laughs> <laughs> messed around with the sword. I'm yeah, assuming. Yeah, one one of my friends used to um, own a katana, and uh, he did. Is it Iado? Whatever. whatever uh, the... If you teamed up with uh, with Keith, you could also do what a friend of mine once did, which was it was actually one of those like ninjury looking swords, oh, like a katana, yeah. but covered it in, in lighter fluid, fluid and then turned into a lightsaber. Pretty yes. much, yeah. Would you, Somewhere in the internet, there is still video of that, I'm sure. Yeah. So we asked George, obviously, would she team up with you, being lovers and everything? Would you team up with George? Would you try and save her, or would you just like chop her head off with the sword, Robert, mm. Robert, so, so you could steal the sword and a sword. Then <laughs> would, you, would you think of yourself? Or would, you, would you would you try and save, or would you be like, you know, sod it? Plenty in, more fish in the sea. In, in, in that situation, <laughs> every man for himself. <laughs> Says that. you, who <laughs> fell over into the washing line trying to escape from me when I wasn't actually in the room. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Just to this clarify this, I'm five foot four and Dave is six two, by the way, so it's not like I'm actually scary. Could, but... This week on Geeky Very Domestic. Yeah, cool, cool. <laughs> Could you tell us about this Would story? Would you like this story? It's yes. a great one. Dave was hanging up washing, as you do. He's got the drying rack turned around him, and I walked past the uh, the door to the living room to go into the kitchen, and what Dave saw was my shadow go past, and he thought I was, for some reason, decided that what I was doing was running at him to try and pinch him <laughs> or prod him, or attack him for or some something. Reason, you, and I was in the kitchen, I just heard this yelp and then a crash. It was like, what happened? I, said, I thought you were coming in, so I fell over. <laughs> Rushed your escape straight into the dryer. To be fair, to great. give you some background on that, I've got, I've, I've genuinely developed a twitch because she's always biting my shoulder or jabbing me in the ribs or so. Have we uncovered that, that George is uh, a secret abuser here? Yes, <laughs> I'm, Not that I, secret, I'm, I'm genuinely honest. an abused boyfriend. <laughs> so you, I think I'll be okay in this situation. Number. Yes, if you would please you tweet, tweet us in with uh, with helpline numbers. <laughs> If you've been affected by any of the issues she's raised in today's show. I'm hiding from George in this battle royale thing. Like, even if it's yeah. just a saucepan lid, that's it. I'm not, she, I'm she not risking it. She might be small, but I'm vicious. She doesn't need the saucepan lid. She just yeah. bites everybody. <laughs> like a meerkat when she's cornered. Exactly. <laughs> more, like a, more like a honey badger. Guy, what was your weapon of choice? I've got a pack of darts. I mean, unless I'm going to play balls on, I'm a bit screwed, really, aren't I? So... You've got three things with a sharp point on. Well, How this... good's your aim? Not great, but this you is can what... pretend to be Wolverine. Just put them in. This is what I'm Ooh, thinking, right? Yeah. I'm a nasty individual. So really, I'm... we hadn't noticed. And I wasn't particularly friendly to people in school either. So I'm going to have to put on the whole, oh my God, I can't believe we're in this situation. Nice, you know, oh my God, you know, you're okay. Hug them, bash, straight into their temple with a dart. 
Job done. I've played the nice wow. person. Job done, you're dead. See, so this problem is these are all your classmates, so they know you're not a nice person. Yeah, but like, <laughs> I, could just be like, I could pretend that I'm really traumatised by it, and they could be like, oh my god, guy, you're right. But I really need a hug, and then just like, you're dead. I'm surprised, guy, you didn't embrace the whole Ballsway thing. I mean, arrange a Ballsway competition, and then give the winners uh, like a caravan and get them to fight uh, fight it out between themselves who gets to have it. <laughs> no, it's a speedboat if you're from Warsaw, isn't it? I do. I reckon if I was in this situation, I'd be I'd be a, I'd be a little stir, and I'd be like, do you know what that rhymes? about you Dave <laughs> I'd be passing rumours you would around. just get everyone to kill each other for you yeah right. pretty much there has been no cheating because mine was the last option left in my hand of course there's no cheating but you got a pocket for it's getting you to the bar no I have a crossbow with ten bolts uh, okay. are, you, are you any good with a crossbow I could practice enough with ten bolts I think <laughs> sorry mate you're, you're, you're all gone sorry and that, and that, and that bear well. too yeah silent bear, yeah. Well. don't forget the bear yeah <laughs> I can, tell you, I can see you like. Well, traveling. I'm the fat lad, so I'd get killed on the way out of the building. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And somebody would just end up with a crossbow. I could tempt you in with the saucepan, lid. Just pretend there was a saucepan with food to go with it. So, sorry, mate, if you, if you want lessons, I'm a qualified crossbow. I'd have like a stitch so. within about half a mile. <laughs> So like, no one needs to kill him. He's just going to do it himself anyway. <laughs> just leave him be. Fine. Just jump off a cliff. It'll be easier. <laughs> Based on our, our weapons of, and how we are going to use them, should, should we open this out to any of the listeners out there to yes. think who they think will survive? Not me. <laughs> oh, it's, yeah. I think it's either going to be Phil or George, isn't it? Yeah. I think it could be. I think be. we're probably the... Yeah. the, the, the I think Phil will go like, hi, and then pull a gun out and just shoot you down. Yeah. Yeah. The way like, you sorry, it's nothing personal, but like, give me all your stuff Selfie. or I'm going to shoot you. Selfie, yeah. I, I apologise in advance for what I'm about to say. But I saw uh, Phil with a hammer and a, a tap and die earlier today. <laughs> I'm true. fairly confident that I can avoid any shots coming in my direction. <laughs> I have a shoulder injury. <laughs> Is that the that same could be the problem. Is that the same yeah. as yes. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> I, can't, yeah, I can't see you coping very well with the recoil. I mean, I'm going to be all flat on my back. Yeah, it's going to... To be fair, the, the gun like kickback would probably just like hit me straight in the face and knock me out. <laughs> Phil would also take himself out of the equation. The, the recall on a 9mm is not that much anyway, so... I can imagine Dave... Yeah, but like, like I've a, got like very scrawny arms. I can either imagine either Dave falling over immediately and impaling himself on the sword, or being yeah. a stealthy ninja. Is this the thing, though? Like no. every This is like the irony of the Geeky Brummy Battle Royale. We would all accidentally kill ourselves. <laughs> I'm going to argue that actually. I wouldn't kill myself. But you'd all be gunning for me because you are target number one. <laughs> yeah. Or you'd get fed up after about. You'd be really into it for about ten minutes. Then you'd be like, "This is stupid. I'm not doing it," and sort of stomping off. No, I don't know. Your collar. Your um, your um, wonderful coat, guy. What's that made out of? Oh yeah, it's true. You could use that for protection. Oh, like a... What's it made out? I'm just wondering whether if if you light a lighter close to it, would you? Oh <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, faux, I'm yeah. thinking faux, more. Faux, faux. You'd be the kid in the classroom at the very start of Battle Royale before <laughs> they even get to the island who gets killed. By beat Takeshi because he's a bit of a dick. I've kicked, I've kicked off at everything. <laughs> like, John, this is a whole load of crap. Yeah. This <laughs> is not on. We'd all, like, right, you're done. We'd all have an like, alliance against you, and once we'd eliminated you, then it would be like every man for themselves. Well, it's good that you think so highly of me as your producer, so I'm just going to turn all your mics off. Welcome to the studio, Mr. Perch. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. Good to have you here with us. So, Birmingham Comics Festival is not just one event. It is a massive takeover of Birmingham for 
the month of June to enjoy. Well, the clues everything. in the word festival, yeah. yes. Uh, yeah, we, we start on the 2nd of June yeah. with events uh, and we go right through to the 30th, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that includes film shows, talks, yeah. exhibitions, uh, things for kids, things for grown-ups and, mm-hmm. of course, a convention as well for everyone. Yeah, so it's a wonderful celebration of everything in the world comics. Indeed. So is there any... Things you want to mention? Uh, well, uh, <laughs> let's start. Let's start. Uh, <laughs> we're, there's about 15 events already officially. Wow. Yeah. Uh, that We had about 15 last year. Yeah. There may be a few more. Uh, I just have to uh, agree with those few. But um, we're involved with the Mac again. They're yeah. putting on a series of uh, film events where we're doing uh, having guest speakers as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, starting with the 80s Flash Gordon for the kids. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's one of my favourite childhood films. That is. There is nothing more better than Brian Blessed That's shouting for, at people. For the kids and for the grown-up <laughs> yes. kids, I think. Yeah. Well, it's, it's a good one because on the same day, uh, the Mac is at the one part of, yeah. of uh, Edgebaston, and up the road we've got the Wildlife Conservation Park. Yes. And on the same day we'll be doing the Wallabec Comics event that we do for kids. And wow. um, we have cartoonists and artists and they come and do mm-hmm. sketches for the youngsters and there's, ver- there's a treasure hunt and various activities we do that yeah well, we're doing that three times a year at the conservation park and it's a great uh gig mm-hmm. um and so you can go between the two during the day yeah. if you with the, as a family event so if people are unaware the wildlife conservation park is the birmingham nature park as well really yes, a few years sense, back. Sorry, yes. Relabeled a few years ago. uh and the following day at the map we've got ghost in the shell the animated version yeah. Um, and then uh, the following Sunday after that, we've got the uh, heavy metal, the 80s uh, uh, animation. Uh, well, yes. Uh, and that's to <coughs> celebrate the 40th anniversary of the magazine. That's yeah. been 40 years. Indeed, yes. And of course, uh, Bernie Wrightson, who was in yeah. the, some of the early issues, has passed away this year. So <laughs> those are the three film events we've got yeah. talks at. We're also putting on a special event at the MAC throughout the month. Uh, where we've got an exhibition of tapestries, right. Warsaw uh, scenes, Warsaw silver threads. Right. And now these were designed by Hunt Emerson, the cartoonist. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be on through in the months. That's a yeah. connection. But also we've got an exhibition of Hunt's work as well. Right. And there's going to be a launch at the MAC on the, uh, let me get this right, on the 2nd, Friday right. the 2nd at 6 o'clock. So there's mm-hmm. quite a few events at the MAC. Yeah. I could go on forever. I don't want to bore you too much. <laughs> not far from here, we've got the Mockingbird involved. Yes, Mockingbird's in the They're kitchen. putting on some great films yeah. uh, and at really excellent deal prices. So uh, check those out. Yeah. Uh, we're, in, we're talking Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. uh, Ghost World, yeah. and um, and a few more. To be yeah, I mean, having a look through the list of stuff that they had in last night. Tag Girl, which a bit of an underrated classic, really. I think that film needs a bit more love. It's one of those cult hits, isn't it? Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. I think it'll suit the party Friday night. Atmosphere. <laughs> um, and of course, we've got the convention on the 24th. Yep. And uh, prior to that, there's at the university, with Birmingham City University, where we're holding it. We've yeah. also got an academic day. Oh, right. Right, highbrow, postmodernist mm. stuff. Uh, but people are welcome to come along and listen to that as well. So, so what was the inspiration about setting up Birmingham Comics Festival? Ah... It could go back to the 90s, yeah. uh, when I sat beside Phil Clark, who uh, mm-hmm. uh, formed the original comic book convention back in 1968, yeah. and put on the Birmingham Comic Art Shows, the original ones, yeah. also around Nostalgia and Comics. Mm-hmm. And he said to me, I'm thinking of putting another show on. 
and I'm thinking of getting you to do it. Right. <laughs> it took a while to, for that to happen. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we were, we put on various shows under different guises since. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the festival became about because when the Birmingham International Comic Show yeah. uh fell aside, we decided, there were a gang of us who decided that it was a shame, Yeah. Um, and we, we wanted to put something new together, yeah. and we wanted to extend it and embrace things, because the city was changing, and we should, thought we should reflect that, mm-hmm. and the talent that was available here as well, within the city. Yeah, I mean, we have some brilliant local artists, I mean, indeed. There's a hell of a lot of talent around the middle. There's, yeah. some, great, Lard, there's some great street art, yeah. just as yeah. I walked up here, yeah. fantastic, you know. Yeah, I mean, comics must be close to your heart. Um, so why comics, do you think? Is is it because the resurgence in the comic book movie world? Do you think comics are being more popular now? Or do you think it's always been bubbling away in the background? And comics, are, comics are popular now, now, no doubt, because of the films, the yeah. superhero films. But you, you also have other things like Ghost World, which has proved uh, popular mm-hmm. to a mainstream audience. Um, so there is that awareness. And I don't think there's... I don't think we differentiate much now between different mediums. We pick and choose happily. No. You know, once upon a time, for instance, music-wise, you're a punk rock fan or a heavy metal fan. You and yeah. you know, now they're both called classic rock, <laughs> apparently, yeah. because they're old. You know, you can um, like what you like, and yeah. I think people don't differentiate anymore. Yeah, I think the internet's been a great enabler in that, which allows people to go and find the lesser well-known titles. Everybody knows what Indeed, Marvel yeah. and DC and who they're going to produce. We've got brilliant other issues. Studios got Image Comics, Vertigo Comics. There's quite a lot of other comic book creators out there who are probably not as big as the A-listers and independent comic yeah. scene as well in Birmingham. I think that's really yeah. expanding We're out quite a lot. We're trying to reach out to the kids as well. Uh, what the What about comics uh, things does part of that, but also with the teachers in Birmingham. Yeah. Ollie and Naomi, who couldn't get come here today, he yeah. set up the Birmingham Comic Art. Um, yeah, and, and his that, day job is an actual as a teacher. As a school teacher he's yeah. getting lots of teachers involved. Yeah, um, and that's great because if they if they learn if they read those for enjoyment, they'll read other things. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's how I learned to read by comics. Yeah. That's why, yeah. you know. And it's going to get the next generation of artists and comic writers out there. I mean, indeed, there's probably a lot of names that are coming through now. As I said, we mentioned earlier, Ian Edgington, Charlie Adlard, being comics laureate. I think he's in Toronto at the minute talking about uh-huh. comics and stuff like that. And it's great to see encouragement for a new generation to come through indeed and is there any particular comic that's really close to your heart oh mine would be very old ones that none of you would know and that from my very early youth somebody asked me this question a couple of years ago and i turned around and said teddy bear yeah exactly you're looking at me blankly <laughs> looking it, a little bit like it, it i was, think i might have to rope in keith to go and help me out with before this keith's time as well i'm sure <laughs> It was a, an IPC title for nurse, nursery readers, right? Um, and so it was my first ever comic. That's yeah. why it's still held, and I've got original art from the comic too. That's brilliant. Old dear place. So, what can people expect on the actual convention on the day? Well, we'll have a series of guests who will be announced on the website, and already yeah. are. Uh, there'll be dealers, um, mm-hmm. uh, cosplay people will be, will, will be welcomed. I know some George, people, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> We'll get the costumes ready. uh, We're having various events. There'll be an art exhibition as well of original art, Mm -hmm. uh, rare arts, which uh, that's on at Millennium Point. I think that's all on at Birmingham City University, which is down, which is at Millennium Point, just a little past the think tank. Yeah, Yeah. Parkside. Yeah, Parkside Media House. Yeah, it's a beautiful place. It is indeed. That's why we went chose it because the facilities are out of this world. Mm -hmm. I just want to be there. (laughs) (laughs) So. 
what would you say to encourage people to come down? Is it just it, well, it's the, a, the, yeah. The biggest one is that the convention we're putting on this year is for free. Right, that's so, really good news. So bring your families, bring your friends. Don't bring the dog. Um, <laughs> Unless it's in cosplay. Well, yeah, over possibly if it's crypto, yes. Uh, but all you have to do is go to Eventbrite and uh, and you'll get the ticket there. Yeah. No problem. Or check out the website as well, Birmingham Comics Festival. And it's great to see a free family-focused festival. Well, we're doing this because, again, we believe in the festival long term. Yeah. And also, what we're doing with the city, we think it's got it's growing as a, as a worthwhile place to yeah. live, and we want to show show it that environment, and bring people to, to visit yeah. and enjoy the city as we do. Yeah, and I think that's the thing that people forget about Birmingham. It's one of the youngest cities in Europe. I think it is the youngest city by average age in Europe. There's this generation of people between uh, young teens, early adults who are now coming through, and this this is. A great time to be creative in Birmingham. There's lots of music scene out there. There's a lot of creative scene on the digital side. We've got might have Channel Four moving up. We've got local smaller channels moving into the city. So it's a great time to be a creative in the city. And this is a great way to go and be inspired a little bit. Yeah. I mean, comics is a brilliant medium to portray art and writing, which people seem to forget that there's both involved in that. Well, there's a lot of skills, yeah, and a lot of skills you can use in other areas aside from mainstream comics itself. Yeah. So where can we find more information online about you? You can go to www.birminghamcomicfestival.com Yep. And that will, uh, or there's a Facebook site as well. Yep. Just search Birmingham Comics Festival. And Twitter, yeah. Yeah. Birmingham Comics Festival, yeah. Yeah, brilliant. 2000 AD. They've had a bit of a week, haven't they? Yeah, just just, just slightly, yeah. Yeah. So if nobody's been following social media, which... Probably you more than likely have. 2000 AD, I finally, finally, finally got around to doing a Judge Dredd TV series, which people have been crying out with for years. I mean, the films, the first one we won't mention because that's not a 2000 AD movie at all. The second one, really good, Carl Urban, brilliant film, completely got lost at the box office because it came out at the same time as that Korean movie, which is it Korean or Taiwanese movie, which pretty much had the same plot. Uh, the Raid, the Raid, yeah. Yeah. yeah, which was pretty much exactly the same plot as, unfortunately, the Judge Dredd movie at the time, yeah. which was fighting your way through a tower block. But I really enjoyed that film. Carl Urban does it like a sad turtle in it, though. It's a fantastic <laughs> film, but if you look yeah. at his face, the, the corners of his mouth turn down further and further as the film gets on, and he looks like a sad turtle. <laughs> but apart from that, it's brilliant. But he was much closer to the original skinny yeah. Judge Dredd. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Fantastic job. I think with the 2000 AD comics, they've gone more and more to like a muscly Judge Dredd. But if you look at the original comics, he's pretty much a skinny cop. He's not muscular at all. Mm. Well, it's, it's an interesting take on yeah. the whole kind of look of it. Uh, there's, <laughs> yeah. there's bits about Mega City One that yeah. don't seem, you know don't ring true to me in terms of the look of the comics. Um, but yeah, it works as as a as a uh, yeah. Alex Garland did a great job in. Um, well, that I don't think they had a screen. massive budget, so they kept it really yeah. much confined as much as possible. Well, the interesting to thing as well with the TV show is that it is connected to DNA, who were responsible for the yeah. for the Dread film, and the, uh, the what I hear from the announcement they made today through uh, well this week through Rebellion yeah. is that it will be more than likely an anthology show. So it's, yes. it's Judge Dread Mega City One. Yeah. Uh, so it opens it up to the fact that they can focus on stories that aren't just Dread yeah, I related. think they're going with all Mega City One stories and Dread will pop up in quite a few episodes but yeah. not guaranteed to be in all of them which is probably a good way to do it Mega City One is a brilliant post-apocalyptic futuristic 
mega city that you can explore. I mean, there's thousands upon thousands of stories that they've built up over the years with all the one shots, even the bits in Judge Dread themselves where it's usually introductions to characters which are in the Dread universe but not actually Dread. I mean, you've got the Cursed Earth, they could have so much with that. And the, the best news I've heard about it is that Rebellion have set up their own production company for this and it's going to be done in house. So they've partnered up a license for the TV series, um, TV channel, can't remember what it was. It's not sci-fi, is it? Yeah, it's... it's let's, let's hope it's not sci-fi. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they've announced who it might be. But I, don't in, think I don't think they've I think made think the rumor is Netflix. in terms of yeah. who, will, who will be the distributor. The, yeah. the fact that they're keeping it in-house through Rebellion yeah. is that they yeah. maintain the integrity of those characters and it's yeah. not done like the Stallone movie where they're kind of licensing them out yeah. which I think is where I think they've said um, this is the first time we've not licensed it yeah and, and I think it's one of the things 2008 have been very good with with their characters is not yeah. licensing them out to have terrible things I mean the stories yeah. of, of production companies offering to take um Rogue Trooper, mm-hmm. and them going through huge, huge amounts of development yeah. work, and the and then the production company at the end of it go, yeah, does he really need to be blue? Yeah. Uh, and you know they kind of and they go yeah, and they. Well, I think people table, are happy so. with the blue person being on screen now after Yondu. So. Yeah, but we're, we're living in a different time now, where yeah. the, the the weight of comic fans and uh, people wanting to see yeah. Uh, you know, true representations of their characters on screen, and the fact that we've got things like Netflix, where the creativity is allowed to retain with the creators. So I, I yeah. hope that they do, you know, do keep uh, all of the creators that are working on Dread now. And I'd like to see yeah. it spin out, so we get things like um, maybe they do it in um, almost yeah. like a graphic novel form. So six episodes tell us the story of Lawless. Yeah. Six episodes tell us the stories of, of um, yeah. the Otto Sump or or Robert yeah. Booth or whatever it is yeah. and they spin it off you know some Black Atlantic stuff it'd yeah. be really nice that every few weeks you get in a completely different aspect of Mega City I'd maybe go like off to you know Hondo Brit City Sit, yeah, or Brit Sit Brit Sit yeah. would be fantastic to actually get you yeah. know I'd love to see an episode that comes to Brit Sit and all the British judges are named after British comics creators so we get yeah. Judge Gibbons Judge Dillon Judge yeah. McRae all the, or McCarthy all, that'd be amazing you just pick them out in the background it'd be fantastic yeah as we have a comics expert in the former Mr. Birch. What's your thoughts on 2008 doing a series? It's fantastic, you know. Um, talking about it being the city, envi- mega city environment, it might be more like Gotham, perhaps mm-hmm. the way it's going to turn out. And that's that's the direction they may go, rather yeah. than character led. But um, depends who's involved. It. It's nice to see they've taken the Marvel route of owning it, and I think yeah. that's what Marvel's been trying to do the last few years: is get all the licenses back, get them in house, and then spin them off into a proper series. But I'm really looking forward to it. They've already asked for writers as well, so they're not keeping with just the internal 2000 oh, AD fan. Yeah. yeah. Well, you never know. I mean, if there's some fantastic writers out there who haven't possibly got the opportunity to do something in a comic, but it might work in the TV world. I mean, look at Stranger Things. That come out of pretty much nowhere. And I think it was a script yeah. that was kicking around for quite some time, but no one wanted to take the chance on it. So they could be doing something similar with that. And Keith, what other 2000 AD franchise would you like to see on the screen except for Judge Dredd? Personally, yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd would pay a see, right, reasonable size amount of money to see Nemesis on the nice. screen. Yeah. Um, just just for that. Um, mm-hmm. 
although it'll never happen, I would like to see a, a TV adaptation of Halo Jones. Yeah, good choice. Because um, that would work as well. I mean, basically, any show, any of the strips in 2000 yeah. AD would work as right. a TV show. That's the beauty of the anthology top style comedy they've yeah. done. Is they 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 can each be broken down into stuff. There's, there's, there's hundreds and hundreds of. I mean, I'd love to see Nikolai Dante or Sleen, something like that. Yeah, they, they, I mean, they, like I said, any of them would work yeah. really good. So um, you know, it'd be good to see see how they go with with Dread Mega City One, and then yeah. hopefully from that we get span off into yeah. maybe a couple of other um, Paul, TV shows. Well, any, the thing with, you mentioned Slain is that yeah. you've got two popular, uh, well, three. Popular things in that kind of vein going on TV at the moment. You've yeah. got, you know, um, Game of Thrones fits into that model. Yeah. model um, the Last Kingdom. Yeah. Uh, and um, and where's the third one now? I've thought, suddenly forgot. The Vikings, you could yes, say Vikings as well, TV which too. has itself been adapted into comics as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, the thing so, we've got popular vibe. It's cheap to yes. make. Yeah. <laughs> you know that kind of stuff. We've got a forty-year um, forty years worth of a back catalogue to go through as well. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Dave, is there any particular two thousand eight street strip that you'd like? Not that I can think off the top of my head. I mean, to be fair, I'm kind of with you. Um, Nikolai Dante would be quite an interesting one to sort of say, just especially that sort of that steampunky sort of um, imperialist steampunk yeah. worship. Yeah, yeah, I think that'd be quite nice to see in thing because it's not something you see on TV a lot. Yeah, George, anything for yourself? I always like anything steampunk. Steampunk is cool. I must admit, I'm yeah. relatively new source of the world 2000 AD, so I'm a pretty happy just with thread. Nobody's mentioned Dandere, which they <laughs> Dan- wanted uh, yeah. to yeah. Yeah. many years yeah. ago. Yeah, well. Wasn't the Flash Gordon movie really supposed to be Dan Dare and then they swapped it over or something daft like that? It could be as bad as that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like the Strontium Dog, there's plenty of other series in there. Well, we could have Zombo. For- yeah, I mean, if, if you've been following the history of 2008 characters, there are some very high quality uh, fan films. And yeah. I use the word fan film in like these films are often better than stuff that I see on TV so there's a fantastic Strontium Dog one knocking about out there, mm-hmm. there's Judge Dredd uh, Cursed Earth, there's some really nice stuff, so yeah. these fan films that people are doing basically out their back bedrooms and garages prove conceptually that you can do it the, we're at a point where the visuals yeah. can be created quite well, yeah. you know we've got and a wealth of slightly cheaper than yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean I think if, if Rebellion can sign a deal where Carl Urban comes back on a I think basis a lot of people would be happy to that, yeah. dread, that would be good because I think otherwise you'll struggle to find a new uh, actor who can take that role on yeah. um, you know somebody who's willing to be in the helmet all the time yeah uh, and out of that I'd be kind of like you know go for it yeah definitely it's time to play top drums it's our favorite card based game in the studio top drums and I thought we'd revisit a set that the regular crew didn't get to play with because it was one that me and Guy did with Pete and Dan Cooper Gavin. I'm a little disappointed here, folks, yeah. that I wasn't asked to do a live intro for this. Go on, then. Go on, I like man. doing this one. It's my favourite one. I queued it up, so we actually brought an idea in this week. Yeah, but it's not as good as... Go on, then. Give it, just, give, just give him his moment, right? Just give We're me. about to play a round of Trap Trumps. Woo. Trap Trumps. the jugs again. <laughs> trap Trumps. What's Trap Trumps? They're, they're, the, they're the non-brand Trap Trumps. Yes, so... We've got to keep them happy with things like this, right? From time yeah, to time. Keeps them, keeps them happy. <laughs> so he's flipped to three teams. Paul's taking a back seat to observe the, the weirdness that we get on with so me and Guy George and Phil and Keith and Dave and we're going with as I said Top Trump's The Dog artist collection Dan Cooper the Gavin's guy. favourite card pack <laughs> 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 bullying dogs 
<laughs> chasing them around the park. Oh my god, do you reckon like a video is gonna surface one day of Dan doing like the cat bin lady thing? <laughs> <laughs> of just like dropping a schnauzer in the recycling. Maybe he's responsible for that film that's just come out of the cinema. What was that? A dog's purpose. <laughs> a dog's purpose. Is that what like, Is that basically? Like, it's, it's like a weird version of all dogs go to heaven or something, isn't it? Apparently, it's... they've yes, they've also had some footage on Earth of them abusing the dogs <laughs> during filming. Dog. Oh no! So like allegedly, <laughs> allegedly, yes, allegedly, some animals were harmed during the filming <laughs> yes. of this. Yes. See, I'm not gonna lie. I saw the adverts for this on like the buses, like you know, when we were in at work. I just thought it was some sort so of like, really elaborate like. Uh, promo thing for like the RSPCA or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> what is a dog's purpose? You'd be forgiven for thinking like yeah. a dog's purpose is to bring joy, to bring love. <laughs> or in fact, be- began case, hatred. <laughs> <laughs> right, Keith and Dave, you can start us off, pick a category, and a dog. Um, yeah, we'll go for the average height. Which dog are you going for? We'll go for the Doberman. <laughs> You're talking about a dog there, mate. <laughs> um, yeah, as we all know, Dobermans, great, da- great guard dogs. Average height, 67cm. Thanks for the information, Dave. (laughs) (laughs) George and Phil. Ha ha, we're going to win. We've got a Great Dane. (laughs) It actually looks really cute. It's got a small Great Dane, but apparently their average height is 73.5cm. Wow. We can't win, can we? So I should know, we go? So cute. <laughs> the, the, tongue. Yes, basically these are pictures of the dog puppy versions of yeah, their tongues out, and they're really cute. And they're like big facey one. What we're we gonna go with? What was the what, what, average height? I think George yeah, and Phil. Seventy three point five. point five. We're just gonna have to burn a card. Uh, <sighs> Cherry boy and the Pembroke Welsh Kirk. Corgi. Yeah, yeah. Not Maybe literally. Yeah. Don't actually burn a corgi. Yeah. He's not the cutest. I feel the like queen might have burning you a corgi. Is that similar to like killing a swan? Like it actually <laughs> so, yeah. is treason. You're going to end up in the Tower yes. of London for that. Yeah, we'll get rid of him then. Apparently, its talent is herding livestock. Corgi, I've yeah. never seen a corgi oh. herd anything in my life. Oh my. Oh, okay, I immediately need like a, a BBC like Sunday night farming drama you about a corgi <laughs> herding sheep. I, lo- I hope like, that you know, like like. Collies when they go a bit senile and they've just heard anything that goes near them. I like yes. to think that the corgis are like that and they're just herding the queen around the palace <laughs> somewhere. They're just going, I don't want to go in here. They're going, well, tell Aren't, aren't corgis basically food. like Japanese versions of collies? They're like super yeah. formed, they've yeah. shrunk them and give yeah. Yes. Yeah. Make tr- them adorable. A true regal dog and a firm favourite of the Queen of England. Who has, she has many and her best love is apparently called Titus. <gasps> corgis are often used to herd cattle to and from Mark. Cattle! <laughs> Pick the smallest dog possible to herd cows. The biggest animal. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we lost that. One. We lost that one. Average height, what was it? Twenty-eight centimeters. How's that going to herd a cow? <laughs> George and Phil, you won that one. Yeah. Next category. Um. Okay. 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 Let's gonna. Uh, oh. Oh. Okay. Okay. Feels <laughs> a bit uh, overcome with emotion cat- here. Category. Adorableness. Lo- lovability. <laughs> yeah. Actual Aww. lovability, and we've got a collie. With a lovability rating of 27, and their talent is also sheep herding. Collies were Queen Victoria's favourite breed of dog, so it's something to do with yeah, you know, regal dogs. The, 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 the regal dog who's He's good a at herding, dog. herding uh, or AKA herding leading, yes. you know, herding the country into a rain, uh, uh, an era of prosperity. Um, they are very elegant looking, but are prone to getting sunburnt noses. Oh, just like me. <laughs> um, I'm elegant looking, and I always get sunburnt nose. Uh, the film Lassie has made this dog into an icon. 
Uh, and she, but later he, was the first animal to be named in the Animal Hall of Fame in 1969. Mm. There you go. Keith stealing you the card. Oh, uh, rough collie. <laughs> <laughs> Keith and Dave. Uh, we're just going to have to burn a card here because we can't come any... Well, we can come close, but not quite. Go with the Shih Tzu. <laughs> We found the level. <laughs> and resuming the regular service, um, lovability rating twenty three. Its talent is it was the emperor's court dog in, uh, in China. See another regal dog. Yeah, yeah. Bred as companions to the emperors of imperial China. Under no under no circumstances were peasants allowed to keep them. <laughs> <laughs> no dog for you. No dog. <laughs> Guy, you can tell our card. <laughs> Leon Burger. Is it a regal dog? Uh, I don't know. Do you, like, it's an unusually not, large a companion dog. dog. Leon Burger. Yeah. Well, it's an unusually large companion dog. This gentle giant nearly became extinct during World War II as owners couldn't afford to feed them. They love to swim and are willing to play in the water during even the coldest of weather. And it has a massive tongue. It does. He'd give you a good point sting. <laughs> Lovability of 22. Another win there. So we win that again. Well. Yes. It's our turn to pick a category. Oh, come on, we've got a good one here. Look at his little face. Shall we go with the uh, guard dog skill? No, that's going to be terrible for this one. Okay, I'll tell you that. I'll go with guard dog skill. Is that no. a category? Can you use that as a category? No. Oh, no, that's it. No. We'll go no, with ability. No, 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 no. Don't go with guard dog. No, that's not guard dog. Your house got burgled. That is not the dog you want. We'll go with lovability again. And it's a 22, and it's... Hi, John Barrowman. <laughs> John Barrowman. It's a Cavalier King Charles Spaniel. That would be a crap girl. And its yeah. talent isn't a companion. Like it's Doctor Who's going to have this next series. Yeah. Yes. Cool. Rumour has it that King Charles II spent more time with his Span- Spaniels than affairs of state. The breed was named after the obsessive admiration the king had for these delightful dogs. Another royal dog. Lovability 22. Yep. Okay. So we're going we're gonna to tie you for that with yeah. our dog of choice, whose talent is vermin control. I'll give you the description, see if you can tell me what dog it is. Despite their size, these dogs have large attitudes. Attitudes. Large attitudes and make surprisingly good watchdogs. Do they? They do indeed. And it's the Yorkshire Terrier. They they are the yappy dog of choice. Yeah. Yeah. George and Dave. George and Phil. Phil. George and Phil, sorry. Wow. Interchangeable presenters. I know. It's getting uh, too warm in the studio. <laughs> we're also going to match you with a lovability of 22. We've got the Irish Setter, who thrive on activity. They love to run and jump around. And they're really friendly towards people and other dogs. That's just a carpet with a face. <laughs> Irish Setters. Look how cute he is, though. It's a carpet with a face. No. I've got to admit that whoever took the photographs of this really had got the wrong lens on their camera. They're all really distorted and yeah. weird. It's enormous like noses. Fish, yes. fish eye lens or something. Yeah. So. Comprehensive victory. Three-way tie. Yeah. Comprehensive victory for Jordan. Phil. Again. Obviously. Winner speech. Um, dogs are great. We'd like to thank the rough collie. And Dan Gilbert-Gavin. And ECG, yes, we would. Yes. Well, that was a strong and stable episode of the show today. I thought it was a coalition of chaos. <laughs> strong and stable yeah, hosting. I think, I think we've definitely strengthened our hand. Yes. I think we certainly took back control on the desk. Anyway, moving on. Where can we find us all on social media? Who wants to start off this week? Wasn't there a news story you just found? <sighs> I was wondering whether to put this into weird news or not. 
Just do it. Shall I tell you the story and then we can comment on whether it's appropriate for us? I'm sitting comfortably. Please begin. Man arrested after pumping the python furiously in public because he hates Portland. <laughs> because he hates... Portland, Oregon. So he was... Um, he was... Uh, Pleasuring himself in he, protest. He was waxing the dolphin in protest. himself in Portland. Yes. Well, well, pleasuring himself in p- protest of Portland. Say that ten times fast. <laughs> a man was indicted Thursday for vigorously pumping the python <laughs> outside of the new avenues for youth in downtown Portland on May the 3rd. That's just, that's just a whole... This different... is from OregonLive.com, by the way, sorry. Oh. Yes. Why doesn't he like Portland? There's nothing wrong with Portland. Court documents say that when a Portland police officer responded to a complaint of public indecency at the location, the officer saw Terry, Terry Lee Andreasen, 59, with his erect phallus exposed to the public. <laughs> I love that they are just like so desperate to not use the word. Oh, they put it in. I'm, oh. I'm trying to be nice. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh. yes. Say length. It's not a swear. You're allowed to say. <laughs> when Andreasen put, saw the officer, he put his length back in his pants and began to walk away. This, this is like this is here. like. Do you remember in Ten Things I Hate About You when Alison Janney is secretly writing a like erotic romance novel and she's like, "What's another word for engorge?" You know, and it's just like all these kind of like really flowery uh, synonyms for a, a, yes. a knob. Yes. Documents say that when the officer acted Andreas and whether it was not to appropriate, whether or not it was appropriate to uh, spank the monkey in public, <laughs> why was he doing it? Andreas and told the officer he was on meth and he wanted to go back to prison because he hates Portland. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what a sentence! I'm on meth and I hate Portland, and that's why I'm. I want to go back to prison. <laughs> oh, I mean, but this is not the first time Andreas and been acting inappropriately in public his convictions for public indecency going back to at least 2001 in an affidavit from a 2014 felony conviction for public indecency says that on August the 30th 2014 Andreasen was observed laying on the sidewalk in NW couch between 1st and 2nd Avenue across from the exit of Jones's bar the affidavit said that Andreasen was observed stroking his penis outside of his pants and he was staring at several females in the bar at, in the bar that were standing in line and he was observed doing this much. for two nights in a row. Why doesn't he just move? Move, yeah. I mean, we've lived since two thousand and one as a protest against Portland. Just, yeah. just move. I mean, yeah, you think at least the guy's not shy in public. You know, some people probably fail to get it up. You know, I mean, at least he can do yeah. it. He's yeah. currently booked in at Multon Mar County Inverness Jail. That's just throwing words at a jail name, isn't it? What is it with Americans and So basically the story, the, the real news story is a man exposed himself in public and then went to jail for it. I'll tell you yes. you've sent it, no less. Yes. Like, 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 I'm okay with the outcome of this narrative. I just love the way it was phrased as furiously. Not like a gentle... Like he was angry at, not at Portland, but at his own Angry anatomy, at the world, yeah. Taking out his frustrations. He's got the whole world in his hands. Yeah. <laughs> he had it in one hand and was beating it with a hammer on top of the other. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never going to live that down. <laughs> was it furious when you were doing it? <laughs> I don't want to be on Geeky Brummy anymore. I mean, can we just like end the show now, please? <laughs> Phil, where can we find you online? You can find me on Twitter at Philip underscore Ellis. That's Philip with one L, Ellis with two. Just look for the ginger man with the blue tick. And, and your website. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, my website is uh, freelancephilip. Freelancephilip.co.uk and you can find all of my writing there. Involving a shaft and a hammer. 
That's no, that's like on my fanfiction <laughs> account, which is you know, under a different name. Thor's Mighty Hammer. <laughs> George, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me at Caramel Latte Kiss pretty much everywhere, uh, apart from on Twitter where it is 1L because of character counts. Keith? Although I suggest you avoid me until after early in June, you can, if you insist, find me via hardluck underscore hotel on Twitter without the underscore on Instagram and with the co.uk at the end uh, for the website that hasn't been updated in several years. David? Uh, you can probably find me ro- sat in the corner rocking back and forth after this show. <laughs> However, I'm also on Twitter um, at dwhip3187 and Instagram at uh, it's as an armor. Mr. Guy Halford Esquire. GuyDiscoversMusic.wordpress.com Remember the last time you wrote anything on it? Sorry, Ryan, I have a life. <laughs> um, vinyl Guy H, Instagram, purchases. Look at them. Look how much money I spend that I don't have. Um... Guy underscore Halford at Twitter, which is probably just links to the pictures of things that I don't have the money to be able to afford. You can find me, Jackie enough in Portland. <laughs> Classy. Online at Geeky Rummy on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We're all on there, so we all have Twitter days. So jump in and enjoy the fun. Um, you can find my food blog, shortlisted for an award. There you go. Go on then. Give it some time. You know what? You know what? what? This might be the only vote. I waited an hour and a half. This might be the only vote you do this year that actually has the outcome that the country wants. Uh Yes. MFD HA awards for Bromley Gourmand is a vote for justice. There's a person who's been nominated and they've given a Ryan surname. (laughs) (laughs) So Alev Dervis, who wrote Spell and Robot, look, lovely lady, and her surname is Dervish, but they put Parish on the website originally. (laughs) Of course, it's like I'm married again. (laughs) But yes, you can find me on there at Bromley Gourmand, Twitter, Facebook, etc. BromleyGourmand.com. If you want to get in touch with us, drop us an email at hello at geekybrummy.com don't forget to like, subscribe, share tell all your friends, write comments and just enjoy the podcast in its current form well, what current form? why are you changing it? no, nah. it's current and continuing form okay, good bye everybody, what's next week Ryan? bye next week, Phil and Keith are taking over <laughs> he's been waiting for this moment he has <laughs> I am, you are never ever going to get your show back. I'm going to be on that side of the desk and I am not giving up the throne. And what are you two talking about? We're taking you into the Black Lodge. Yeah, why do I get the feeling that, that Phil's Bob? So this is not <laughs> oh, no, clearly I, I mean, I did actually come in to the studio today wearing a really tatty denim jacket. So, <laughs> um, so it's going to be a Twin Peaks and David Lynch special in yes. honour of the new series of Twin Peaks coming to screens this month. Yeah, so we're looking at David Lynch's film and TV work. Yeah, I'm giving a... Enough of this thing. Firewalk with me. It's and happening again. We're going to uh, be, be giving a, sort of a primer in, in Twin Peaks for anyone who hasn't seen it. Maybe a, a sort of a... A summary of the show, you know, so far. You're going to be then, doing that, are uh, you, Phil? Oh, oh, oh probably. Um, <laughs> and uh, and then we'll just be looking at some of his other films and trying to decide between us what the definitive Lynch. Wow, <laughs> 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 well, I'm sorry, your terrible opinion just caused my crawl. Um, he put Sting in a nappy. <laughs> that's avant-garde no, that, that's art. Just, if that's just how it. Sting showed up on set. <laughs> <laughs> That's avant-garde art if I've ever seen it. Sting in a nappy. Um, but yeah, tune in, and it's gonna be it's gonna be real. It's gonna be surreal. Yes. Bye, everybody. Bye. 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 Cheerio, folks. Bye.
Thanks for listening to this Brum Radio podcast. If you'd like to join our listener supporters, please join us at patreon.com forward slash Brum Radio.